Future trading involves risk and is not suitable for all investors. Content provided in this segment is meant for educational purposes and is not a solicitation to buy or sell commodities. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another GDT Tuesday. It is the 2nd of May, 2023. I am your host, Cody Coster, back with you after a week hiatus with Mr. John Spainhauer in Chicago. John, how are you? Doing good, Cody. It is just about ready to be spring here in Chicago, so I am very, very excited. Well, that's more than we can say for Michigan as I'm watching the snow out of my window right now, but that is a rant that I've already been on. So, <laughs> Well, we had a, another positive GDT today. Second in a row. Second in a row, up 2.5% on the composite. John, what do you think about that? Well, Cody, it was... Uh... Kind of a, a recalibration. If we go back to last week's auction, we were up uh, on almost everything except for whole milk powder. And on this week's auction, we had kind of a, you know, a so-so result for all of the other products, but whole milk powder was up. So it starts to beg the question, what's going on? As we really dig into the numbers, skim milk powder was up 0.4%. That's going to put New, or New Zealand skim milk powder just shy of $1.30, but still uh, quite a quite a spread on the auction here in terms of New Zealand versus European. When we look at the aggregate aggregate skim milk powder on the auction, $1.26. Cheddar cheese up 3.4%. Remember, this is a the cheddar market was down 10%, 10%, then was up on the last auction 6%, and here we up 3.4%. Bringing us in at an average of about 207, trying to regain all those losses it took two or three auctions ago. Butter came in 2.6% higher. That is going to put New Zealand butter right around 219 a pound. That was up slightly, but it was whole milk powder that was really the star of the show this week. Uh, again, in contrast to what we saw on the last auction, where whole milk powder was barely up 1.2. On this auction, it was up 4.6, and that was just a big result there for whole milk powder. And again, whole milk powder represents such a big portion of the aggregate product that the aggregate result was up 2.5 for the auction. Now, John, here's the interesting thing that I noticed. You sent over some numbers before we jumped into the show like you normally do. So now with cheese, after our spot auction, we are the lowest in the world. Butter, we are, quote unquote, the highest in the world. And then non-fat, non we are just kind of middle of the rung right there, kind of hanging out with uh, the EU and New Zealand right now. Yeah, this matrix isn't going to look a whole lot different than it did last auction. Um, the U.S. butter price is about the same, but its relation to Europe and New Zealand is, is about the same as well. Uh, we just saw a, a little bit of an edge up here on the other products, but... The U.S. at 242, you know, this is the highest price we've been in a couple months now. So the fat market certainly has a bit in it, but we are the highest in the world. That is going to make it difficult for us to get spot or forward exports on butter. As we go over to nonfat, the EU is still down at 109. The U.S. today at 119. So that spread opened up a little bit, but the U.S. today, you know, going to one nineteen and New Zealand coming in roughly around a dollar thirty, we've closed that gap with New Zealand a little bit. So I think there is the expectation that we're going to get some exports due to this increase in the New Zealand powder market. And then finally, as we move to cheese, the U.S. block barrel average at a dollar sixty one, the EU at a buck ninety three, and New Zealand at two oh seven out here. 
you know, we've talked about it for a long time that uh, we need exports out of the U.S. The U.S. is going to have to be competitive on pricing. If we are, we'll have exports and prices will probably go higher. And if we don't get exports, we'll probably see prices go lower. If we just look at the spot price here on a cheddar to cheddar to cheddar basis, we would say, well, why aren't we getting exports? We're $1.61 and the EU is $1.93 and certainly New Zealand at 207. I think there's a little bit of nuance, you know, when we approach these cheese numbers, cheese isn't quite cheese and around the world, there's a lot of different categories of cheese. And while we're really talking about cheddar here on the U.S. on that block barrel average, when we're competing with Europe and New Zealand for exports, a lot of times we're competing for mozzarella. And that, you know, when we can export mozzarella, that's really means we make less cheddar here in the U.S. and it allows prices to go up. And again, when we don't have exports, we make more cheddar and prices go down. Right now, I think it's important to point out that EU mozzarella is about $1.50. And that's right uh, slightly lower than where our barrels are. But our mozzarella price, our, our ability to get it, we need to be down into the 150s to get those exports. I think it's abundantly clear when we look at the volume of cheese that has traded on the CME this year, it is just a wild number. I think it's a record year to date when we put together the blocks and barrels. I think it, to me, just looking at that, I think it's abundantly clear that we missed out on exports. I want to make it clear that those exports deals that we missed out on are for current right? But they were probably cut back in the fourth quarter of last year. And that's something that Cody, that you and I have talked about on here several times is, yeah, we're, we're probably, when we look at those export numbers that we're seeing for January and some in Feb, those were probably, you know, continuations of contracts that were done, you know, in the early fourth quarter, maybe even into the third quarter of last year. A lot of these deals get cut on a three to six month time period. So then at that point in time, we were the highest price in the world on a spot basis, as well as on our futures basis. I think the Europeans really got in there and, and, and got quite a bit of these exports. We continued to ship through the fourth quarter and in through the first quarter. But as we got into the second quarter, I think that's really where the rubber hit the road. And again, you can just see a massive amount of volume of free to sell product on the exchange. And that's really, I think, had why we're at $1.61. So we can make the argument that, hey, we're, we're at a price now. Again, when we look at these spot prices, we should be getting some exports. And indeed, we had ADPI this last week. And uh, I guess, indeed, we did hear about some export deals that went down, but they were generally spot in nature and, and just not a wholesale big volume that you would need to turn this market. Volume's volume, don't get me wrong, but it's just from what we were able to piece together, it's nothing huge. But most importantly, it's on a spot basis and it's not on a forward basis. And that's because of the forward curve of our futures. If we look at spot right now at $1.61 and you look out into, you know, Octodice, that's at $1.99. I think the July to these cheese futures average is somewhere around $1.94 to $1.95. And here we are at $1.61 on the average, right? So 
There's a big premium out there. That premium is probably not allowing us to get into the export market for you know forward basis. And I think that that's you know just not helping us get the exports that we need. And I think to back it up just for a second, John, something that you had mentioned there that maybe uh, some folks are or are not aware of is when we're looking at export numbers, it might not necessarily be fair to look at like we do the block barrel average of 161. You're saying look more at the the barrel price as a lot of the exports would be from the mozzarella product, correct? Yeah, it's hard to know what everybody's pricing model is, right? But I think we we've heard many times barrels in the 150, you know, low 150s to high 140s, you know, they're going to get scooped up themselves or maybe even mozzarella is going to get made when we get down to that price. I think that's really the number we're looking for in terms of where things need to be for us to get exports on, at least at this moment in time, right? It's a dynamic number. If we see European cheese prices rally, obviously that gives us an opportunity to rally. Awesome. Well, I think another interesting part of this is uh, we, we seemed, and I know maybe it's a little bit too early to to tell, but the trend in GDT that you and I had talked about, one higher auction, three lower auctions, one higher, three lower. We seem to, uh, so far, have have bucked that trend as far as today. I mean, two higher auctions in a row is uh, pretty impressive at this point, I'd say. We haven't seen that in quite a while. Uh, it reminds me of the heady days of fall of 2021. Maybe we're at the beginning of a rally, but I think when we dig into the numbers, we still have to be somewhat hesitant. Again, like I explained last auction, we saw all of the other prices rally and whole milk powder really held back. On this auction, we saw you know a, a moderate rally out of everything else, but whole milk powder took off. And when we go back and look at what happened two weeks ago, again, we, we did we were able to mention that China was very much absent on the last auction, but the Middle East was very active. And then we got some confirmation of that as we were able to, to move through the last couple weeks here. And when we got into this auction, something that really stands out is that the Middle East really stepped back. While they still bought 12% more than they bought on a year-over-year basis, uh, their participation really slowed down, right? When we go to North Asia, which would be China, we would say they actually stepped it back up. They did bought 10% more than they did on the last auction and 17% more on a year-over-year basis. Again, that's not everything. Uh, I, I want to be really clear. That's, that's actually still on the weaker side of a Chinese participation rate, but still better than it was last time. So we saw Middle East come down, North Asia bounce up. But something that does stand out here, and I'm not entirely sure why this is the case, but on this one, the Europeans stepped in. And while their participation rate is still only makes up a uh, you know a fraction of the overall auction, it was still up 61% from last event, and it was up over 111% over last year. Again, not entirely sure why that's the case, why they were there. Maybe they needed whole milk powder. They do make whole milk powder in Europe. And why buy it out of New Zealand if you can buy it, you know, internally? I'm not sure. Again, I'm going to say there was probably somebody that needed something specific. And even the Europeans might have been taking it into Southeast Asia or into other countries, not necessarily into Europe. Nevertheless, European participation was up, you know, relatively significantly for their normal rate. So I would say on this auction, China normalized a little bit. 
Middle East step back, but Europe step back in and you have prices moving higher. But again, China stepping back in is probably why whole milk powder made its run. They're the biggest buyer by far on the auction and the product they're looking for is whole milk powder. Well, John, I guess for this GDT specifically, anything that we did not talk about that really stood out into your mind? You know, again, we'll probably have to go back to the export side of the discussion. And, you know, we've looked here at the U.S. We've seen our U.S. milk production is 0.5% higher. That's a, you know, not going a whole lot higher, but not going lower. If we just assume for the moment that U.S. milk production is steady-ish, then, you know, you could start to make an argument bullish, bearish one way or another, I suppose. But to me, I'll, I'll still remain focused on the idea that European milk production is the number that we want to stay focused on, that you know, European milk production is significantly higher than the market's expectations. And I really mean people in Europe's expectations. I think that that milk has put a lot of processors and distributors, traders, whatever you want to call it, on their heels and looking for a home for some uncontracted product. As a result, you have mozzarella prices that have moved down to the 150s. You have skim that's moved down to, you know, 109 to 110. So, if we were to look at what is has pushed the US market lower out here at least on cheese and skim nonfat. I think you have to look directly at Europe again as as they go to export product and they push into our competitive markets. We have to go to those levels. And right now they're at a buck 50 and 109. I think there's no coincidence that that's where our cheese market is angling towards and why our skim nonfat market is just above that level. So if we see European milk production pull back, I think their prices rise and that gives us the opportunity to export at a higher price and, and for our prices to move lower. If they you know, stay on this number, uh, the market will adjust, but it's probably going to continue to keep the price you know, at a very moderate level and we're going to have to remain lower in order to compete. We simply have to export. And I think the volume that we've seen on the CME spot cheese market here over the course of the last month to two months is a real testament to what happens when we don't export. Yeah, that seems to be on the forefront of everybody. Everybody's mind is, you know, stay a little bit lower right now, get the exports booked and out of the way and and uh, see what the back half gives us. I would agree. Awesome. Well, that's going to do it for another episode of GDT Tuesday with Cody and John. If anyone has any questions, comments, concerns, please feel free to email, call, get a hold of us somehow. Happy to answer them. But until next time, we will see you middle of May, the 16th, in two weeks from now. Till then, everyone have a great one. We'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.